This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance, supporting America's sugar producers and saluting all of agriculture for continuing to feed America. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. As meatpacking plants reopen across the country, worker health and safety is under a watchful eye. Plants that had to shut down after coronavirus outbreaks among employees are now mostly up and running, albeit at slower capacities than previously observed. Today, USDA and the FDA issued guidance allowing for meatpacking facilities to designate themselves and other essential economic sectors as critical infrastructure when ordering or requesting personal protective equipment. The move would allow those facilities to fall just behind health care on the PPE priority agenda. The White House is also asking states to take more proactive testing steps among meatpacking plants, according to Coronavirus Response Coordinator Deborah Burks. We talk about proactive surveillance, proactive monitoring and testing in areas that you know are particularly susceptible to outbreaks. Every state has this knowledge now and this type of analysis. And so when they have these kinds of analysis, what we're asking them to do is proactively go and test everyone in meatpacking plants, to proactively go and test 100% of the residents and workers, and then a follow-up of the workers in every single long-term care facilities. And this is to find the asymptomatic cases. She says the Centers for Disease Control now believes asymptomatic carriers may be as much as 35 percent of total coronavirus cases, much higher than the original estimates of 11 to 15 percent. There's more in the story by Steve Davies on agripulse.com. Look for future coronavirus aid bills to have ag components, but closer attention to how the breakdown in spending looks. That's the word of Jimmy Panetta, a California Democrat and member of the House Ag Committee. Speaking on this week's Washington Week in Review, he says there's support on Capitol Hill for sending support to farm country. It was demonstrated in the CARES Act, passed it in the HEROES Act. But you also got to realize that, you know, there are a lot of political hurdles uh, that we're dealing with and a lot of priorities at this point when it comes to uh, the HEROES Act and what else can be in there. We will continue to advocate to make sure that there is the proper funding necessary. But you also have to look at, you know, like I said, it's not just the payments. Let's talk about purchases. He says a closer look needs to be taken at how the $3 billion in commodity purchases are being managed. It just seems that the USDA doesn't have the bureaucracy, for lack of a better word, in place to administer that type of food purchase in a smooth fashion. So we need to work on that a little bit more and make sure that going forward that one, there's more purchases, not just payments, uh, a little bit more for purchases, I should say, especially for our fresh fruits and veg- fresh fruits and vegetables, but also make sure that the, the administration is there for them to do it. To hear more from Panetta, including his thoughts on the current and future farm labor situation, check out this week's Washington Week in Review on agripulse.com. Specialty crop producers like the ones in Panetta's district are looking ahead to some of the post-COVID issues that may face their operations, and they're a little concerned. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Some specialty crop growers across the country are worried about having enough labor as their growing season begins. Washington fruit producer Sean Gilbert says there's been a lot of regulatory disruptions in his state for bringing in H-2A workers. He says state rulemaking is changing by the day, making it difficult to plan. For example, we would normally bring up, uh, where we anticipated bring up uh, 300 uh, H-2A workers from Mexico uh, for this harvest. Um, but as the as the rulemaking currently stands, it's we might only be able to bring up 150. Florida lettuce producer Toby Basor is luckier than Gilbert. 
He already had labor in place when COVID-19 restrictions began, but worries about next season. Are they going to open the offices in Mexico again and then sign the workers up and have them here for us in the fall? We'll start planning again in, in September. So that's, uh, that's a ways off. So hopefully I'm sure that the government's aware of this shortage. Basor says he's already planning for 2021 and hopes everything will be back to normal by this time next year. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance, in appreciation of the essential work performed every single day by farmers, ranchers, and everyone across the agriculture supply chain. Before we let you go today, a brief programming note. There will be no Drive Time on Monday in observance of the Memorial Day holiday. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more on agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.